You are now listening to Yoga Bliss with Shelly. I am Yogi, Reiki practitioner, and a student in this thing called life, Mama of Three, Shelly Bond. Today's episode, we are going to be diving into good vibes. We all want the good positive vibes, right? Yet why are so many people stuck in negative ways of thinking and attracting so much negative energy? Well, join in my friends, we are going to dive in deeper. Welcome to the first ever official podcast. I'm so excited. Doing a podcast has been something that has just been inside of me. I am jumping into this, my friends. Today, the topic of conversation is good vibes. What are good vibes and how can we build a daily practice where we can actually have good vibes with us throughout the entire day? I know for me, meditation is essential. I know with three small children friends, I have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a five-year-old, meaning when they're up, they want all of my attention and there are so many things to do. Life gets slammed to me. So I know that I have to have a morning ritual that allows me time for self-care in the morning. So I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, what are your self-care practices in the morning? Do you roll out of bed? Do you snooze, snooze, and snooze some more? Because, yeah, I get this. I used to be an incessant snoozer. I lived so many years without any sleep, my friends, because, hello, three small kids. I'm not kidding. I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn, and sleeping was something that was few and far. And one of my only escapes was actually illustrating. I'm also an artist, and I, after I had my second son, I started illustrating children's picture books. And a fun little factoid, if you would like to know, I have self-published three children's picture books. Super fun. But I would stay up until freaking ugh, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning illustrating pictures because I spent all day taking care of toddlers and babies and doing all the mommy things that that was my only time that I had time for me. And this was prior to my, I call it my awakening, a spiritual awakening, some may call it, when I really started waking up to my life. And this is before yoga found me. So that was my way of doing a meditation, right? I would draw and get sucked into these images. So maybe for you here in this moment, reflect even if you have a daily practice or if you don't, or maybe you've taken a yoga class or a few and you really enjoy the practice of meditation, or I've even noticed I taught an autumn equinox workshop this weekend, which was incredible and just lit me up. And I was just buzzing, feeling the yoga bliss feelings out of my freaking ears, you guys, for the next few days. I mean, it's still, what, four days later, and I'm still feeling that. But I remember looking up during the meditation portion when we were doing our pranayama, we did the the Nadi Shodhana, the alternate nostril breath. I noticed one student, I noticed her, and I could see that she was getting trapped in in all of the voice of her ego and her inner critic. Maybe her nose was plugged, maybe there was other things, but my intuitive hit, I'm also a Reiki practitioner, so I feel like I can definitely fill out the vibes. I can 
I can kind of check in energetically and see and I could feel like she was struggling with this breath and with slowing down and, and closing her eyes. I've noticed that in many other students too when we have a really hard time shutting off the ego, the voice inside of our head and allowing ourselves to simply to go within. And I've learned that I have to set my alarm early, you guys. I have to get my butt out of bed before my kids. But even my five-year-old Jack, who has been an early morning riser, so no matter if I wake up at 5, 5.30, which is about my weekday um, wake-up rituals, just depending on how sleepy I am, it's usually, it's been 5.30 because it's transitioning to fall and I have been digging on those extra 30 minutes of sleep. But so this little fella, Jack, my my littlest guy, he likes to wake up and kind of destroy my mornings. And I've had to learn that no matter our plan of our morning, so if we plan to wake up and do this beautiful, peaceful meditation practice, we, life gets thrown at us. And I am a true believer, as Gabby Berenstein shared in her book, The Universe Has Your Back, that the world is our classroom and the people and the experiences, they are our lessons. So I know that Jack, even though I get so annoyed and I'm like, ah, just leave me alone. I just want my me time. I want my self-care time. I know that he is just, here's a little lesson. So I've learned that when he's awake during my meditations, I just hold him and snuggle him. And I am teaching him that going within that meditating is what we do in the morning and whether it's a silent meditation or if my inner critic, the inner voice inside of my head is going absolutely bananas. I have been doing some mantraing. I'm really big into the Om Gam Ganapati E Namaha, the Ganesh mantra, which is the remover of all obstacles. And I did that in my 200 hour teacher training, which was a really powerful thing. And it was also a really difficult thing because I had meditated for a about three years, pretty steady. I've been really rooted into my meditation practice. I never mantraed and it was really hard for me to get out of my own way to even mantra because in our meditation practice, in our teacher training, we would do four one-tone Om Gam Ganapate Namahas and then we would do six alternates that would go up and down. So it would sound, if you're going to, here it goes. So I'm going to just act this out for you. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha The next one switches goes to a higher octave Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha and then it drops Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha and then it goes up Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. So we do this for the 108 times. Hello. Anyways, so you're doing this. And for me to get out of my way and knowing just to do the four and then the alternate, my mind would say, I'm not doing this right. Ba, 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 getting in my own way. Monitoring is really powerful because I'm really big into meditation. I'm really huge into affirmations. Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life save my life. I am a huge Louise Hay fan. She is one of my biggest spiritual mentors. And inside of her book, she has the blue book. So it is every single illness in your body, any sickness, if you stub your finger, if you jack up your knee, I've had this weird funky hip thing. And so there is a mental programming for every single thing, every illness, whether it's the flu, you have pink eye, cancer, 
all the things you and Louise Hay has a healing affirmation, which are so powerful also. But what mantra does, mantra are these ancient Sanskrit words, which if you have practiced yoga, you'll be very familiar with probably om, om, the primordial sound of the universe, which helps balance and uplift and helps bring out the feminine and the masculine energy and bring balance within. But these mantras I have found in my experience and from listening and researching and fellow yogis is that mantraing literally raises our vibrations. If you are stuck in super shitty vibes, if you are feeling low and down, if your thoughts, your voice inside of your head is taking you over and you've tried affirmations, if you know what affirmations are, affirmations are anything that you say, you think, you speak or act upon. So most people's affirmations, let's get real. I'm part of this group that goes into school called the Life Loves You Project. Last year, we taught six sessions from second graders to fifth graders, and we asked what the voice inside of their head, the inner bully, we call it to the children. And they told us, this is kids who I can resonate as an adult, telling us that I'm stupid, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm ugly. The worst made me ball my eyes out came from my own nephew. I wish that, sometimes I wish that I was never born. Ah, ripping your heart out, just pulling it right out of there. So no matter what that inner voice is telling you, we can use affirmations, which are new words. So I've really been cultivating an awareness to be the thinker of my thoughts. And this has just happened in the last six years. I've really been working on growing myself and I've been on this awakening journey to who I really am. And I've learned this through bump da bump affirmations have really helped me. So when you're noticing that voice inside of your head is out of control, so say your self-limiting thought is, I'm stupid, I'm not smart enough. I want you today to consciously tell yourself, I am smart enough. I am smart. I am brilliant. And when we attach any affirmation to the words, I am, my friends, which are the two most powerful words, I am, I am, said, spoken, thought in all languages all across the country. This is not just in in English, in America. This is everywhere, you guys. So no matter where you're from, when you attach I am behind a new powerful word, you are raising your good vibes. You are lifting yourself up. When you are saying I am stupid, I'm fat, I have a muffin top, all the gross, horrible things that we say to ourselves, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy of love, you are attracting those low vibes. And knowing that it's okay, we all do it. We all have this ego. Part of this journey of life is finding this balance between our ego and the real part of us. And if we've used affirmations, which are so powerful, and we're still feeling like, ah, I can't do this, mantra is also powerful because mantra or chanting a syllable or a phrase um, a word in Sanskrit like Om or the Om Gam Ganapate Namaha. That's O Om O M and then Gam G A M and then Ganapate is G A N A P A T Y E. I think Y E Namaha N A M A H A Namaha. When you can repeat those mantras over and over, they will raise your vibes. And they will give you positive vibes no matter what is happening. I'm not kidding. This, I have proven this. I have seen it. I have heard it. I have experienced it through students, through my sisters, through all life. So knowing that you can help raise your vibes up 
and get good vibes that we all want to have and let go of those lower vibes by raising your vibration with mantra or raising your vibration with positive affirmations. And know, my friends, that my dear and departed spiritual friend who I've never met, but I feel her dear and near my heart, says that it takes us 200 to 300 times to take a new belief in as our own. So if we take a new belief in as our own, and it's taking two to 300 times, how can we possibly fit a new thought into our day two to 300 times. Okay, well, this is where we're going to question. So all of those times where you're in the bathroom, where you are in moments of changing your clothes, brushing your teeth, getting ready in the morning, driving in the car, taking a walk, whatever. If you do practice yoga, if you practice movement, or if you weight train, if you go for runs, whatever your jam is, high intensity, low intensity workouts, all of those moments are filled with moments where we are we are stuck in our old ways of thinking. We are stuck, stuck in the sub conscious mind. That's that zombie part of our mind. What if we open up to the idea of placing and planting new thoughts into our mind by consciously putting new thoughts in? Because my friends, our subconscious thoughts began from the third trimester in utero to the age of seven. And I have a seven-year-old, I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. And I think, ha universe, what did I do to them? Like, please, help me save them because I know that I spent a lot of my mommying with my daughter. I had a really traumatic C-section that put me into super dark mode postpartum. I was married. I've been married for 15 years, almost 16 in December, which is crazy. And I was low and down and out and my inner critic would rain and pour and just slash me down and I would literally lock myself in my room with my daughter. Oh, we did this for about the first six months. But something, this underlying thing inside of me, I've always been, as a little girl, I was super optimistic and I always just loved the world. I can remember tracing, like if someone was standing in front of me, say my mom was curling my hair or my sister was helping me tie my shoe and I saw a shape I would outline and trace and trace the shape I would look at trees and I've always had this underlying optimism this this wanting to see the world for what it really is and I now see it as I just crave to be present in the moment I crave to let go of the past pain I crave to let go of my childhood programming, my my childhood that was kind of, that was just not the best for me. It just wasn't a good thing. And this is kind of crazy, but I kind of have this black hole. My parents got divorced when I was seven, and I just have this kind of dark space around that. But even though there's this dark space, I still feel this underlying glow, this sparkle light, knowing that it's okay because my my inner self is telling me that I don't have to live there, that I don't have to be limited by my past. And why I'm telling you this is not to have a pity party or a woe is me, my dysfunctional childhood. We all had dysfunctional childhoods. I think it's part of life now. If anyone has a perfect life, I think they're full of it. Shit, right? Are yogis supposed to cuss? I am a yogi and I cuss. It's fine. I'm a human. I am just a spirit living this human experience. And sometimes you got to drop some, some of those curse words. Even though someone told me that back in, was it African tribes? When people would curse, it's literally like putting a curse on someone or a curse on you. So I allow myself permission to let go of the curse, right? So knowing, coming back to those good vibes and those those thoughts that we are thinking, knowing that you, my friend, 
wherever you are, whatever your past pain is, whatever your suffering is, whatever your physical ailments or your diseases, maybe mental illnesses, whatever it is, whatever mental programming or self-limiting beliefs that you have, maybe it's that you feel like you're not worthy of love. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough. Maybe you feel not beautiful enough. You feel unworthy of all of the the joys of life. Maybe you feel you only deserve the worst of the worst. You only deserve poverty. Whatever it is, know that you can choose to flip that. You can choose to switch those old programmed thoughts that aren't even yours. They are from generations of programming. As Louise Hay says, we are all victims of victims. So we can choose to stay stuck in this victim mentality. We can choose to stay stuck in the low vibes. Or, my friends, what if we opened up to the possibility, to the idea? What if we set the intention to let go of our need to be victims and opened up to these good vibes? We opened up to our being a better self. What if we opened up? What if, my friends, just ask yourself that, what if? And knowing that no matter what your old thoughts were or what your thought is right now, maybe you're thinking, ah, I can't do that. The resistance is setting in. No, it's okay because, yeah, we were all victims of victims. Yes. Yes, this programming happened when we were little bitty booties. But as grown humans, as people in this world now, we can choose to be, as the great Gandhi said, choose to be the change or be the change you wish to see in the world. How can we be the change we wish to see in the world if we're stuck in thinking that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not attractive enough? We can't be. So, but what we can be is we can be the change by shifting our thoughts, by changing our vibes with the help of mantra, with the help of of affirmations, with just this idea, this thought, of changing your thoughts and asking yourself this question, which Wayne Dyer, who's also another dear and departed spiritual mentor of mine, I have been following his work for for years. And Wayne Dyer says, would you like the thought that you are thinking to come true? If the answer is no, choose a new thought. So ask yourself that question today. Would you like the thought you are thinking or thoughts you are thinking to come true for you? If the answer is no, choose a new thought. My friends, I invite you to take a comfortable seat, to allow yourself to root down. If you're driving, you can widen the gaze. You can use the road, the car in front of you, the lines, the trees, the skies, But keep your focus, keep your focus. And if you are in a comfortable space where you can root down, find your sukhasana, that crisscross applesauce, the easy pose, which can be not as easy as it sounds. Or I know I have students, uh, my sister, I know that she likes to snuggle up on the couch or lay in her bed. So find a comfortable seat, allowing yourself to root here into this moment, allowing yourself to slow down, slow down, slowing down with a softened gaze or closing the eyes, 
Bringing an inhale down the throat into the heart center, expanding at the ribs. Melting the shoulders and allowing a sigh to let go. Inhaling down into that heart center. Melting the shoulders, exhaling, expanding at the inner costal muscles, that webbing of muscles in between the ribs. Flowing with this breath five times, and I'm still here with you. I'm going to flow. Pausing in between thoughts. Pausing in between the breath. Pausing in between the feelings. Just finding that space. That space within. Maybe there will be a small glimpse of stillness. A small glimpse of peace. And allowing yourself to bring hands to the heart center if you are not driving. You can take palms, kissing palms to Anjali Mudra, or you can gently just rest the hands on the heart, humbly tucking the chin and envisioning a color, a color that makes you feel loved, a color that makes you feel safe, a bright light. And envisioning with the next inhale, bringing that color Filling up that space like a gentle diffuser, like a soft, billowy, foggy haze. Allowing that color to fill up that heart center. Exhaling and slowly allowing that color to fill up, filling up that heart center, turning that heart light, that anahata on. Allowing yourself here in this moment in repeating these affirmations after me within. I love myself. I love myself. Inhaling them in, my friends. I love myself. Exhaling it out. I love myself. Inhaling in. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. Exhaling out into the world, I approve of myself. Inhaling a big, beautiful breath into that heart center, I accept myself just the way I am. I accept myself just the way I am. I accept myself just the way I am. Exhaling out, I accept myself just the way I am. In this moment, Allowing yourself to feel grateful for you. Feeling grateful for all of the good, all of the good you have put into this beautiful universe. All of the good you have shined into the world. All of the lives you have touched. In saying, I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. And allowing yourself to say what you are grateful for. And as you say your I am grateful for, allow those feelings to grow within the heart center, expanding out and allowing the feelings of gratitude to wrap around your body like a warm, loving blanket. 
in this moment, being grateful for you, being grateful for your good vibes, and saying, I am good vibes. I have good vibes. I am good vibes. Big breath into the heart center, my friends. Exhaling it out. And bringing palms, kissing palms, wide open high five hands, pressed to the heart center, resting on the sternum, humbly tucking the chin, acknowledging the love and the light within yourself. Namaste. Thank you, my beautiful friends. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for you and so grateful for that that little practice. And each one of these Live Yoga podcasts, I will be including a pranayama, a breath work, a mindfulness practice, some little, some little nuggets for you to take home with you. So know that no matter what your yucky self-limiting beliefs no matter what those low vibe feelings or emotions, if you're stuck in shame and guilt and blame and resentment and jealousy, know that no matter what those feelings are that you feel trapped in, that we can choose to use the practice of yoga, use the practice of mindfulness, the practice of breath, using affirmations as a guide to help lift us up and knowing that so right now, It was just the fall equinox. Fall is here. It's on its way. We can use trees as one of our biggest teacher. So knowing that you can imagine yourself like this beautiful tree being rooted into the earth and knowing that the time for transition and change is now. So our colors are going to be shifting. Our emotional colors, our thoughts, we're going to be shifting and turning and transforming. And knowing that you can choose to when the wind and those cold gusts come up, you can choose to let go of what no longer serves you, which is resentment, guilt, jealousy, those low vibe, anger, yucky, all those feelings that are dragging us down, that are pulling us down, giving us negative vibes. We can choose to imagine our leaves blowing and falling and knowing that soon all the leaves will be blown off the trees. So the leaves, the trees are going to be vulnerable. They're going to be naked and bare. And knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable and naked and bare, and we can expose ourselves for who we really are. And this is something that I know most of us were raised to never want people to know all of our deep, dark parts of ourselves, to never share what is really happening in our life. But knowing that when you can be your authentic self, when you can share your authentic story, just like I'm here, When you can do that, you will grow exponentially and you can be that change we wish to see in the world. You can change somebody's life by sharing with them that they're not alone in their pain and suffering. You can give someone compassion and mostly giving yourself and offering yourself compassion in those moments when you are feeling overwhelmed or anxious or or that guilt is overcoming you, knowing that give yourself compassion And imagine those leaves and send that away because that hasn't served you this far and it's not serving you and you can choose to let it go. My beautiful friends, I encourage you today to choose your thoughts, to choose them wise, to recognize, recognize those self-limiting beliefs coming in. And every time you are in the mirror today, 
I want you to repeat these Louise Hay inspired affirmations. I love myself. Say it three times. I approve of myself three times and I accept myself just the way I am. Knowing it takes two to 300 times. So maybe you'll make yourself up a song. I love myself. I love myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I accept myself just as I am. Seriously, I made that song up, you guys. I made that song up about four years ago. So now, what is that? It's an automatic conscious thought of mine. I approve of myself. I love yourself. You're freaking awesome. I love you. I love you, my friends. Raise your good vibes today with new thoughts, with mantras. Use that beautiful, brilliant mind of yours because you, my friends, you are beautiful. You are worth being loved. And you are good enough. You are smart enough. You are sexy enough. And damn, you are good enough. And you have always been good enough. And you always will be good enough. So you, get out of your own way. Tell that inner critic to go F off. And you embrace your authentic self. Because your authentic self is perfect just the way you are. I love you so much. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review because it means the entire universe to me. And I want to get out here and just share this with the world. And I hope that you have opened up a little bit, a little window and peeking in to who you really are, my friends, because who you really are is truly an amazing, perfectly imperfect human, a creature. I love you so much. Love and light, my friends. Namaste. day.